Welcome to the Fair Chase Podcast. It's like, yeah, it's going to be physically it's hard, suck, but it's also like the best. Later on, that's the story you tell. I got a new strategy. It's, you just go kind of lick your finger a little bit like this. Aim high, play the wind. And then you aim high, you play the wind. It's a new aiming technique that I'm working on. You brought this up. Yeah. It's because you had target panic so bad. Yeah, I didn't have it so bad. Before we jump into this episode, we have to thank a few companies that make this show possible. First up, Vortex Optics. We run their binoculars, spotting scopes, and uh, a lot of their clothes in their Vortex wear line. Quality hoodies. sweaters and hoodies, t-shirts, hats. Yep. Uh, you can save yourself 20% on that stuff. Buy. Ooh, it's a new code. The code TFC20. Check them out. Next up, Trophy Line. Trophy Line. No secret, we are saddle guys. We like to hunt in saddles, make the jokes if you want, but yep. they're super light, super effective, and we're big fans of Trophy Line. This year we're going to be running the Mission Platform or the EDP Platform, the EDP. depending, and uh, running the Covert Light. Yeah. Nice and light saddle. Lots of good adjustability on that. I feel comfortable walking with that thing out in the woods. Go yep. check this thing out. Use the code TFC10 to save yourself 10% on the next purchase. Next up, Prime. The bow that got me to switch back. I think I feel like I got you to switch back. You did, but but I like. But it was it's a big because part. of Prime shootability, shooting your bow. Their accuracy. Uh, we're big fans of Prime. They're Michigan company. Jared's shooting the Nexus four. four. I'm shooting the Nexus two this year. Go check them out. G5Prime.com. Jim and Georgia from Bivouac Bow Co. make some beautiful bows. Everything from three-piece takedowns to one-piece wood bows. Uh, everything's really beautiful. Made in Michigan. Go check them out. BivouacBowCo.com. We uh, we're big GPS map users on our phone. Um, I get tend to get lost a lot, and Jared you do tend to get lost. A lot. Jared can't always be next to me. When you don't have Jared with you, you can have a little Jared in your pocket. Gross. <laughs> It's an awesome platform. We know the guys. They're local here in Grand Rapids. And you can actually download other apps, stand locations, plot locations, whatever pins that you have, you can download them onto the HuntWise platform. So you're not, you can, give you it a try. can just hit the ground. And you're not losing your research. Yeah. So go check this app out, HuntWise.com. You know, I was actually asked this weekend if we weren't partnered with Vector and like I had to shoot a different arrow, would I shoot Vectors? Oh, yeah, for sure. And I said, yes, of course. Yeah. I love them. I shoot extremely accurate with them. I've never broken one. Yeah. And the sweet thing was is you pretty much just tell Isaac and the guys over there your draw length, draw weight, and I think your tip weight. Your tip weight, and they have a – And then you customize the whole thing. And you they can do it right tip, online. cut, and everything. You don't have to mess with the bow shop or anything like that. Check these guys out, VectorCustomShop.com. For 10% off your order at checkout, use TFC10. Good luck out there. Shoot straight. All right, shall we? <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, we're we're alive. Jared, are you alive? I made it. We made it. We uh, the it, it ended. It was a rough ending. Would you say that it was a long walk out? It was long. Um, man, you, <laughs> it was. It was, it was long, a long walk, but out. it wasn't that bad. Like it wasn't, no. it wasn't anything you couldn't do or anything I would take back. Like that was a good hike. Yeah. Um, if I had to do it all over again, I would. I mean, it's only three and a half miles. Four miles, I think. It was Cal- nothing. Three it was seven. Really nothing. Yeah. So well, let's <clears throat> let's rewind. We're gonna do a podcast here with Mark. I've got Jared here, and we're gonna talk a little bit about the hunt. Jared and I did a little bit of a precursor for. Last week, um, and we're going to talk about what happened on our island hunt last this past week. Yeah. 
Um, and then we, I want to talk a little bit about what Mark's been up to. Uh, he's been bird hunting and about our rut plans. Does that okay. work for you guys? Heck yeah. So <clears throat> anybody who's listened to our last podcast knows we just got back from hunting North Manitou Island, um, northern Michigan, took a boat out and spent a few days uh, hunting the island bucks, the elusive island bucks, uh, which was really fun. Did well. I shot a buck. We saw – we got into a, a buck that, like, the locals had named the growler buck, uh, which is exciting because it sounded like they have went after him for two years, and I had read about a guy who had gone after this buck. So I, I, I have to think he's pushing – He's he's an old buck, old old buck. Um, you love any good island legend, you know. Oh yeah, it, it was it, cool. <laughs> like we were just standing on the dock about like the day we're leaving, and these guys are you know loading up these deer carts so they can walk in like six miles yeah. with like double the weight that we had. And James starts talking about this buck that he kicked up, um, and they're like, "Oh, was it around this place?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." Like, oh. What was it? That's, that's the old. That's, oh, that is that. And then they look at each other grumper. like that's Growler. Growler. I'm like that's Growler. He's like, like yeah, we we got. I, I chased that buck nine miles last year, and then year mm. after that, before that, I went after him, and and so on. So he's like he was just huge then, and I ended up coming up on him while I was on a hunt. But let's rewind and talk about what the place Back is actually farther. like. Okay. Right. So Northern Manitou, it's this hunt. There's every year there's a one week hunt uh, where you can use rifles, shotguns whatever, uh, and it doesn't count towards your tag limit <coughs> out of the state of Michigan. So that we, what we did this year was try to go a week before that in order to uh, beat the rush, use our, our bow hunt, just use our tags, our regular Michigan tags, to, to hunt the wilderness area in um, North Manitou Island, which we thought was plenty of time early. And, mm-hmm. you know, we got there on a Tuesday. We thought, man, no one's going to be on the island, maybe like a hiker or two. And maybe a one or two bow hunters, and it's 15,000 acres, right? We've got the whole place to ourselves. Uh, but it turns out these guys that do the big hunt come way early. Way early. Like super, super early. And uh, so we just – we get there. Um, we, we hunt and do some stuff, and slowly people are starting to walk through our camp more and more. Uh, so ticks are really bad there. So we decided to set up a tent, and, and it's super thick. I mean – Little, um, like little beech trees a lot yes. of the time, or beech maples, nut trees, yeah. uh, like a quarter thick, uh, like an actual quarter, uh, uh, everywhere. And so we found a spot that was an opening, but it was literally right on this backcountry trail. So, of course, anybody who was going by to that side of the island would walk around us, or we'd see them walking Main in Street. and out. We called it, we Main, called Street. it Main Street. <laughs> uh, so it, that was a, that was a surprising thing, and we were just talking earlier how I, I actually would like to do it again, do this hunt again, but I would go earlier uh, because those dudes are they're coming through, they walk around, they go all in the woods and stuff. Mm-hmm. They're I mean, and they're, they're getting getting it just the same way we are. They're pushing in deep. They are, and they're going to spots. Were these guys um, hunting with rifles? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes. All of them. So they're they're just getting there early to set up <laughs> camp. Just stake hang out. Claim. Yeah, they stake the claim. That's what they do. They really ca- you camp and you kind of claim an area. Those guys are gonna go claim. <laughs> Not everybody goes there, and if you do, you know what? Go get them. Good uh, luck. I feel like good luck. It's awesome out there. Um, but these there were guys that we we met up with who came out in August on the ferry, set up trail cameras, and they were going to grab their trail cameras over the next few days. Like they, that's pretty committed um, to the island. 
Um, so anyways, we get there, we get landed, we load up our packs. Um, but each of them were probably 50, 60 pounds on the way in. Uh, and just walked back four miles. Wasn't too bad. We saw some deer on the way. Um, tried to cut across a historic trail. Never actually got on it. Nope. And we basically bushwhacked through this thick stuff for like <laughs> an hour. It was... That Lewis and Clark did. Yeah, we really Lewis and Clark did. Yep, except we didn't historic have a guide. Historic as in it used to be here. Yeah, they're like old. Historic on the map. It says historic <laughs> yeah. trail. It's hard to find. Yeah. We're like, all right, you know what? We got this. Yeah. And I we know, never. I know how to follow a trail. We never even got on it. Nope. So we were, actually went out of the way like two miles until it finally started getting dark. And we're like, we should probably just we, let's find get the back to the main openings. Trail. Yeah, on Main Street. And uh, let's set up. Because historically, actually, this island had people living on it. There was a town on the other side of the island. There was even a school. Like there was actually, there's a, a bit of people on there, but now it's been bought, I think by the state or the parks department and it's hmm. something like that. So NPS it's run through anyways. So we walk through, we get set up the next morning. We're like, we're just gonna, we don't know where we're going. We found spots in the map that we were going to kind of head out right at light. Right as light was coming out and just kind of smooth, like real slow, still hunt through the area. So we get up, you pick basically one swamp, one side of a swamp, which is a huge swamp. And I went to the other side. And we went in hearing that rattling and calling was like the thing. Everybody, you know, everybody said they, these deer are super, super receptive to rattling and calling. So ahead of time, Jared found some antlers, saw some. He made, you made me a nice pair of antlers. It's not bad. And uh, we, we, so I'm like, I'm going to try it out. So I bring my rattling antlers with me, <laughs> my grunt, all ready to go. Because I never have, I don't know that I've ever rattled, or maybe only once in Michigan, like hardly ever. Um, and so anyways, we go out. So let me ask you this. Have either of you been to the island before? No. 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 This is all so, pure, pure from dropping pins on a map. Yep. So next question based on what you e-scouted and what you saw when you got there, how did they differ? Oh, cause you yeah. always have a perception. Yeah. You're like, Oh, I'm going to walk in. This is going to be the spot. Yes. And then you land and there's, you know, quarter size beach trees that yeah. are uh, all six inches apart from each other. Yeah. We did a lot of swimming can't move or get a shot. That's so. a, that was a big one. The two big ones where it was so a lot, it was thick and it was like, the trick was to find open spots. Um, and the other thing was, but hold on, I want I want to stop there for a second. Yeah. We we thought it was thick because right now, the actual island is like a week or two behind the mainland in the fall development of colors and the dying of leaves. So like we went there and it looked like October, like it looked like October first. Yeah, like it was very green. everything was very green. None of the Just leaves insulated by the warmth of the lake. Yes, guess, exactly. Yeah. So it wasn't that like end of October some of the trees are starting to drop their leaves a little bit so you can see through the canopy a little. And especially, it, it was, was late this thick. year anyways. Yes. Uh, fall, they said the colors were late to change because of the warmer temperatures, which I didn't know temperatures affected it. Oh, yeah. Um, so anyways, <clears throat> you go up there. What was I going to ask you about that? I went up on the ridge. Oh, the other thing that oh, – I know what I was going to say. The other thing that was unique about the island from scouting and reality, it was way bigger in person. Yeah. Bigger – just things were bigger in person. Uh, yeah, because you always look at the map and you're like, oh, yeah, we can just go right over here. To the north. You to the know. north right there. And we can, you know, we'll just go in there and then we'll scout this whole island all the way up here. Yeah, and you'll, you'll take we'll basically just walk the north half, half and I'll take the south half and we'll cover a bunch of land. No, it's not happening. 
It's our what, ex- like maybe nine miles from eleven. Eleven miles from from mainland. Okay, eleven miles. Yeah, I knew it was somewhere in there. I mean, we probably could have done it, but prior to this trip, I wasn't training at all. No, I don't. I think wasn't that going was on big hikes too, and that that got me a little, man. You had a bad, a bum knee at Ephra or the first day. But you just got to push through it. You got to push through it. And, and so we we got. We got on the island. You went down into that valley and just kind of worked around. I called them shoots, and I feel like that you didn't like that. You I, didn't appre- I didn't appreciate it. He's, what do you I'm call a technical draws? guy. It's a draw. He <laughs> calls them a draw. I just think of them as a shoot. No um, one's going to know what you're talking about when you say I know shoot. what I'm talking you gotta about. Be, you got to be skiing or snowboarding to drop shoots. See, I don't see? know. I'm not done. I don't know what that but means But see, either. now, now I, yeah, I kind of agree with it now because Mark recognizes it. All I know is, like, if I said to you there's a shoot. More, um, there's obviously more people out there that recognize the terminology of a shoot over a draw. Do you know what I have in my mind when I think of a shoot? Remember, we Are we you going to drop in a shoot for snowboarding? No. We, me, I get that, Mark. Me and uh, Jared in college, we renovated this old building. Oh, geez. And we had to get a bunch of trash and debris from the top fl- floor all the way into – a dumpster. A dumpster. So we built our own chute. You know, like some buildings have those. That chute looks was like dumps, uh, bucket, uh, totes all together, and it kind of goes down. Yeah. We made one ourselves, and I yeah, just think of it was basically a slide with sides out of plywood. Plywood and two by fours that were like scrap wood. So every time you throw a bunch of rubble in there, it always get caught in the corner. It's we just gonna did a, get caught in the corner. Just did a full ninety. So anyway, anyway, so you're in down in that chute. It's hard to miss. Looks like a spider. Yeah, exactly. And so I went, basically, I walked for for a while in the morning, started coming up on sign, rubs on trees and stuff, and I'm like, sweet, you know. I'm getting closer. I'm getting in kind of sneaky. And I get to a it, – it takes forever because you have to be quiet and you're trying to walk through all this crap and you got all this stuff in your back. And finally I'm like, man, I'm at the top of this flat. I'm going to just chill for a minute. I know that I was planning on continuing maybe 200 more yards and working my way down a chute. Uh, and so I get to what you feel on that. I get to the top and I'm like, I don't know. It might be really thick down in that chute, you know, like it was on the way up. I'm going to stay up here for a minute, see if I can call something up and I might have to poop. And this just (laughs) might be a place where I take my morning constitution, you know? And so I sit down, I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm fine. I'm just going to focus on hunting. And I, I stood up and I walked 20 more yards because I found this sweet spot for a ground blind. It was a stump on the ground and it had like a, almost like a human silhouette. It was like a, a it was pretty sweet. And so I just sat in front of it. So it literally would just went all the way around me like a person. You even had like a window. I did. To I had a right side. I had a window to my right side and I'm like, I'm hoping that they come, you know, a, a buck comes up to shoot and I don't know. So I, I sit down, I rattle, I wait for like five minutes grunt just a little mm-hmm. you know and uh wait for five minutes i'm kind of like just looking around I'm, at that point i wasn't really expecting to see a deer i was like give it 10 more minutes and i'll get up and i'll just creep out of here real slow and i look over and i just see these orange antlers just kind of poking through the woods i'm like oh nice you know i'm not going in with any you know like i will only shoot a 140 class buck on this trip i'm like i went in the four miles on an adventure i'm shooting the first decent buck i see uh and so we had this is actually a conversation you and i had on the way in yeah dude you've been on uh you got to give a little backstory to that to that feeling though i just i have you've had not i've not shot a buck i've passed a lot of bucks or i missed one earlier this season so i haven't shot a buck buck and the previous couple years i the previous (laughs) three years i probably haven't shot a buck 
I think. No, yeah, I have. I missed one this year, and I did. I miss one last year. I didn't know. I drew back, and I never got a shot on a good one last year. Anyway, so I was I out there. I'm like, I'm on this adventure. I wa- I hiked in. I'm so a good hold buck. on a second. Yeah. What are you talking trad, or are we pulling back a compound bow? Oh, I brought a compound. Okay. Yeah. This I, was a thirty. I, I turned it. It ended up being thirty-five yards shot. Mm-hmm. I thought it was thirty, sure. but it happened so fast. I'm like, meh. That's about it. Guessed and shot. But what was kind of sweet about it is. So, anyways, that was the background. I was I was in it for like a decent buck, just a cool buck, whatever. It's a cool story. So, I see him coming through. I'm like, okay, I see four on a side. Okay, that's not bad. And then I see the other side. And it's like, oh. Only two on that side. All right. <laughs> you know, he's a four by two. Uh, and, he, you know, he's he's just cool looking, super orange antlers. Right. Yeah. I thought when he, I first saw him, like, it almost looks like velvet or something. I just looked weird. So I see him and I see he's headed. He kind of, he's coming like he's going to go to the left of me, ends up kind of curling, going to the right, which later Jared and I went back to and we saw there were two scrapes that he was heading to. He was heading to one and then right past that one, another 20 yards, he would have probably hit that one too. Probably trying to smell who was there fighting or was grunting up there mm-hmm. um, was, was my assumption. Um, so anyway, he, he comes. He goes behind a big tree. And at that point, he's to my right. So I, I, step, I stepped out where, I, I, you know, you sit down and you clear everything out so you don't make any crunch. I stepped out and just was, took a standing shot like I'm shooting in my backyard. Um, right when he stepped out, he had no idea I was there. Plugged him. Done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... That was it. Was like first morning. I'm like, holy crap! You know, I I didn't think <laughs> rattled the bucket and shot rattled it. A, a bucket. So I walk out. I'm like, oh man, orange antlers. And what I did was, well, why don't you tell this part of the story? Because I didn't post the video you took of of telling it. Oh, all right. So I am on my way back from my spot. You know, we what time did we? I started walking around like 10:30. Yep. I didn't see anything. It was morning. Started heading back. <clears throat> And I kind of push around to where I thought James was, at least where I thought he was hunting. And sure enough. Hold on. What did you guys have for communication? Any? No, no service. Cell, no Absolutely cell not. service. Uh, we had to go in with plans like if, if somebody gets hurt oh, and yeah, you're man. here, what's, how are we going to do handle that? Because if you fall, I need to know how long to wait before I come to get you. Or if you're lost, we need to meet at a certain place. And yeah. so it was just like we had to figure that out ahead of time. You know. I love that good old school hunting. Yeah. Was, that's like – that's how it was when I grew up. It's like, you know, 10 o'clock, I'll come check on yes. you. Yes. Yeah. Uh, no walkie talk. You just sat there no matter how cold you were or how much or how little you were seeing. You just waited for your partner to show up. It yep. was it was actually a lot of fun not yeah. having yeah. that communication all the time. It's funny you say it, it's <laughs> It's funny, Mark, said, you say that because mm-hmm. I remember just sitting there when I was a kid like, man, I really could – I wish that guy w- that was coming Where's to get me was here because I am – cold i'm a little scared because it's dark you know i'm 12 years old and i'm ready to get picked up oh man yeah did you ever blow on the uh rifle shell that was always our means of communication on our property (laughs) i've never done that no one of these i I forget what the code was what is that a 22 (laughs) no it's my uh it's like a mechanical pen cap (laughs) oh (laughs) nerd you should have just said it was a 22 dude now everybody thought you were way cooler no dude i'm a a mechanical pencil i'm just a nerd just um, pull that out of my pocket. No, what, no what's, <laughs> what's the way, Jared, what's the way if, if you're trying to get my attention in the woods, what do you do? Right, it's the same thing every single time. No, you don't. You If you're trying to whistle at me, oh, you do the same <laughs> whistle every, sec, every single time. So I'm like, oh, it's Jared. 
Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know why I can't whistle and smile. We actually posted a video today of us walking and whistling while we worked when we were hauling water. Anyways, anyways, we're getting off track. Way off so track. So, we shot the deer. I, I cut off... You have to tell that part of the story. Were you telling my story? I'm sorry. I shot the deer, then what? You get in at 1030. Go ahead. I'm walking up on this flat. It's like a direct shot. We can we can still use like hunt wise, and we can see where we are through the GPS. That still works. Yeah. Um. And I'm walking on a straight line back to camp, and all of a sudden I look like 40 yards in front of me, and I just see a dead deer. I'm like, what in the heck? <laughs> so I walk up to it. I'm like, time out. We've heard coyotes on the island, but they were on the east side. There's nothing else that could have killed this deer other than James. I mean. I'll yeah. give I'll give it to him, but I did walk up to it and it was like all fresh blood. I'm like, okay, James shot something, but then I was like, where's the head? And I look, and the dude, I you couldn't find it. You couldn't find the head. No, it, it was a headless deer just sitting there. Yep. I was like, you okay. savage. So yeah, I know, man. So here's here's what I brought it back. I brought because I'm like I got to go get my other backpack to haul the deer out, uh, which I foolishly bought brought two backpacks. One. Just kind of like my real light setup and my big one, uh, which redundant and extra, a ton of extra weight. Don't do that if you're thinking about doing that, anybody that's listening. Unless you get a cart, maybe that'll work better. Regretted it. Anyway, so I went back <laughs> to get my my car, my my pack to load it up, and I'm like, I'll wait for Jared there, and we'll meet up. And I'm like, I'm going to throw the, the buck head in my, my backpack. So when I walk in, I'll be, he'll be like, you know, hey, you know, did you see anything? And I'm like, yeah, no, I, you know, I saw one buck. And then I'll say, do you see anything? No, you know, whatever. And I'll be like, hey, you want to grab my rattling antlers off my back a minute? And just turned and had that be the big reveal of a deer out of the back. <laughs> he thought um, way too much so of it. Brought, anyway, so we met up. We went and, and hiked it out, which was not too bad. That was that was probably a mile from our camp. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, a mile, I'll give maybe that. Maybe a yep. little less. Um. So anyways, that was morning one. It was sweet. Uh, we had good. tenderloins that day. It was a beautiful thing. Yeah, we had to go get some water. That's a, that is uh, something you got to get. So you get it down by a spring over by Tamarack. Yeah. No, it was you know. it was sweet. We had a lot of buck sign, tons of buck sign, a lot of rubs and scrapes. Just walking through the woods, you just kick up on one, and now it's one like multiple down a line. So it's the bu- growler buck area. Go ahead, you you got something? Oh, I was just gonna ask. So it's morning of day one. Yeah. You're on the island for an anticipated what? Five days? Yeah. Four? Five Four days. Five days? Five yep. days? Mm-hmm. So pretty mild temps last week? It was mid-40s at the very lowest. At night, yeah. Only in the mid-40s. And then it was nice. 55. So what did you do with the meat? Did you guys have a plan? I, yeah, just hung it out. Yep. You just hung it. Put it in uh, those Argali game bags and hung kept, it in a kept tree. Kept it in the shade. We had enough good wind there was it. good breeze going blowing through and i hardly i didn't really hardly even have much crop like i hardly had meat loss when i butchered that thing really yeah it was i got a lot of meat for having a buck that you i had saved for like five day four days camped into my back it it was fine that's nuts it was yeah. it was pretty good i i had been concerned just because i've always been taught Anytime meat gets above like 40 degrees yeah right it starts breeding the you know the foodborne illnesses and bacteria and all this different stuff on there but i haven't done any research on it but it makes sense that it would be bad for cold meat to rise to that temperature but i think it's okay but if you 
shrink it from hot to cold. Okay. I've read of guys that were doing it in like the six, like sixty degrees in the shade with right. a breeze. Exactly. Which is dicey, oh. but I was like, man, all right, you know, let's see what happens. Um, you can tell when you cut up the deer if it's bad or not. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like, yeah. eh, worst case scenario, we'll get there and I'll cut out and I'll salvage what I can. But I, yeah, like I said, we, I actually meant to grab a roast today. I'll be eating it again. We've eaten it once already. We actually, twice. We hung it out after a couple of days. We, we made some, uh, we smoked it in front of the, 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 uh, the stove and then we reverse seared it on top. And it was really good. We got pretty technical. Yeah, we had a. You nice. gotta post. You gotta post that as a recipe on on the. I did, man. I called it the uh, Manitou meat snacks. I like it. Yeah, it was it was great. We cut it up. I mean, that was a beautiful thing. Uh, but that was day one, so it was it was a lot of days of. Like I was worried about the meat. I was. I knew. I I read people had done it, but at the same time, having never done it myself, I was like, hopefully I didn't do it wrong, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. So. Well, cool. Yeah, yeah. We got That's good to hear. We got going. Uh, well, when we when we went to go get water is when we found the Growler Bucks sign. Um, That's right. That was when we went out to Tamarack, Tamarack Lake. There's a, a spring out there, filled up with water, and kind of just had like lunch and just chilled there because it took a while to filter water and stuff. Um, and so I we walk in and there's a couple acres of just pure rubs, like every other tree was rubbed you it was kind of an, it was very open kind of on a hill uh and just just kind of almost like a like a knoll or a I'm trying to think of what it would be anyways a meadow a meadow kind of but it was there's some trees in it but you'd look around and you would just as you scanned there'd just be rub 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 you could see them all yeah, it was incredible it was, it was pretty bucky and they were from our like almost our shoulder down they were, i mean they were just huge so we're like wow that's that's crazy we walk in to get our water which is by this um the spring down there and i'm like jared it's it's pretty it feels pretty bucky like right in here I, i'm like i bet you this is the bedroom this is that big deer's bedroom well sure enough walk back i decided to hunt just go back and hunt it the next day i'm like it doesn't get a lot of pressure people probably go in there to, to get water on occasion um it's on the map as a spring so uh, we'll see so i went back there um kind of stayed far out of that area where i hunted um and kind of waited till 10 or so and decided i'm just gonna like just slow still hunt in there and just see what's going on what's you know is there fresh sign the day before there was very fresh sign in there that's why i went in and sure enough i walked in and i ended up actually kicking this buck up 40 yards from where from where we got water that that day before just laying right down in there and so I, I watched them run. I could not, I couldn't see the antlers. I know there were antlers. You could see that there was a lot of them. Couldn't really see them. He had his head, he ran with his head all the way down, but his tail up. And he, it just kind of like, almost like a cartoon running. I think it's because his antlers were big and he was running just through some thick crap in there. But he, when he steps, like, you know, when you've heard a, a big deer run, it's just different. It sounds like a horse. It's like the thump of the hooves on the ground are so loud. So I'm like, holy cow. So we hunted him a bit. He was heavy. Yeah, we hunted him a bit over the next couple of days. We, you know, circled around that whole, it's a small lake, hunted um, the swamps along there and never got on him again. Uh, nope. But, yeah, so, like, all in all, got a buck. I mean, got to eat the buck, live the backcountry life, and it was a good just We're able to start to get on another buck, but then yep. we, did, we did decide to leave the island a few days early. Yeah. Well, there's like I said, uh, there's just so many guys showing up. We ended up talking to the captain. It was like, he's like, oh, this day is 70 people are showing up. 
Um, the next day, 240 people were like, man, if we time this right, like, we can get off the island real fast, head back to mainland and do more hunting and just have maybe go to an APR zone and, and do better down south. So how many days were you on the island then? Four. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Four yep. days. Okay. Um, we got we left Friday morning. Uh, that was when we were like, if we, we push through Thursday night, we get back Friday. We can start. We can be hunting again by Friday afternoon. Friday at noon. So we just we would miss the least amount of time in the woods. Yeah, because that that was actually one of my big concerns going into this whole trip is the the I guess the preservation of the amount of time that we have to do this right. Maximizing maximizing it right. Yeah. Um, because you can potentially lose a day trying to get to the island, and there's times that if the seas are too rough. The captain can't make it there. Regularly, he's like, it's fairly likely that you'll be either picked up late. You know, some guy, there's been days where, where it's been like days late uh, where they just can't, it's, the winds are too bad. And we, we went through the winds going on that channel on the way out were like 25 knots. 25 knots, and he said the captain will not go out at 30 knots. Yeah. So 30 knots, I don't know what it is miles per hour, but. He seemed pretty calm. And which I was really glad for while we were, he was not driving the boat, but I was like, holy crap, this, it, it was they terrifying. Were, I mean, they were like, good, they were good size waves. They're, they were five foot waves. Six foot, he said. Six foot, six foot at, six foot is like his max. He'll go. Okay. Yeah. So he, I mean, the, the scary ones weren't the ones no, you we, hit No, we on. asked him, um, how rough is this? And he's like, this is at about like a six it's like what's a 10 he goes you don't want to see that. oh yeah he did yeah he did say that. that's like six <laughs> to seven foot waves he, all i know is a uh, six was enough for me because yeah. like you're hitting these waves and the ones you hit dead on are fine but you hit them kind of like sideways and it's like whoop, we're gonna roll into it the was water throwing a, it was throwing a good 24 28 foot charter boat yeah yeah those so. are some rough seas coming home and and that was my concern is either burning a day going out or <laughs> being stuck on the island yeah, and I don't know. So we looked at the weather. We got to where there is service on the east side of the island. Just found a good break. It's like, all right, this is a good time to jump. Yeah, because I was jump like, back. well, the weather could it could get windier, and we want to not miss time. We want to mm-hmm. get back. And again, there's just at this point, people are rolling in, and so it's like, I don't know. Every people are camping literally right where we were hunting. Uh, and it's like this those is, one dudes drove their own boat. Yeah, guys drive their own boats across, which is They nuts. made it across. I don't know how. They must have found a calm time to do it and just buzz through. Yeah, because that was not a big – that was one of those um, – what are those it? blue and tank uh, – what are those boats called? Lund? Lund boats. The like bigger a, like, Lund. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it was bold. Honestly. There's some, there, but there's guys that come Ballsy. out with um, – they uh, – they weld up their own carts and stuff. Like they, it's a whole thing. Deer and, carts are the way to go, and they all, really the, all, are. all these guys know it because they're able to just pack this thing up like a mule, and all they have to do is either push or pull it yep. on a flat, almost two track, all the way around anywhere they want to go. But there are some factors that go into that because there are a lot of deadfalls. You have to carry it place. over a de- deadfall. I, I think, think it's just because that forest is so old. The canopies are just crazy high, and they just catch that wind coming off the lake. Mm-hmm. And you, I'm talking, you have giant trees just cracking over. Yeah, like in like there was one beach I found that was cracked like 15 feet up. It was crazy. It was huge. It was huge, and it just it was crazy. Um, the biggest hemlock trees I think I've ever seen. Yeah, I think is that what makes those bucks antlers orange, Could or is be. it the the tamarack? Is that a tr- what they rub? There's something that one of the trees that they rub on makes their antlers a different color. Mm-hmm. Trying to figure that out. Um, 
Yeah, but you can, I guess back to the boats, you can actually hire Captain Jimmy. Captain Jimmy. Captain Jimmy to get you there before this big hunt. And that's what we had done. And if I, and like So all said, these guys are coming up before the hunt. They're they're paying to go through this fishing charter. Yeah. To get there. So like if they're getting there, they're 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 kind of serious about it and they're going to push in deep. Yeah. So. They, and I went in a little I would say f- with a little arrogance because I thought these are just some hillbillies that they don't know that they're a great backpacks that carry a lot of weight yeah. you know what i'm saying like they don't know how to pack light these guys don't know what they're doing i know what i'm doing right and so on the way back i thought to myself Looks you were dead good. wrong about that you should have just got a cart because they, those guys know something you don't know and it's it's just weight. i mean even to pick it up over deadfall is not that big of a deal no it was not bad and they were bringing like coolers the and like kitchen they brought sink. so much stuff with them we brought like minimalist we're like backcountry you did not need to do that um, we no, not need to do we could have brought like a nice stove and, you know, or maybe a grill, some propane out. Uh, they, people had brought everything. So, but they would camp in groups of like 10 hordes, <clears throat> 10 people. So no, that's good. crazy. Cause I think the last that we spoke to someone with that organized hunt, they were saying it was like on average, a hundred to 125 people. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is that the organized group is 100 to 125, but then there's all these satellite well, groups that make their own way over. It's because when you said 200 and some, I was like, "Whoa, yeah, that's a small island for 200 and some rifle hunters." Over the past three years, is what's what's happened is it's it's gone. It's like skyrocketed in terms of pe- people that okay. Have they're like it's starting to go record number. Yeah. Which is like that's the only reason where I where that again that's the only reason that makes it like you said like let's get out of here. There's just 240 people are going to be walking around. We're getting picked up on Sunday, and Saturday is the opener. And I don't want to be around when these all these guys that I'm hearing more and more about more of them coming. You, I mean, luckily we did have. I brought you. We orange. brought orange. I brought you orange. I didn't like, bring it, but I was not. I brought I was, two. I did not anticipate being caught in crossfire. No. And there's so it's it's a fifteen thousand acre place. So, I mean, it's still not crazy. I mean, you're not like on top of each other. If any everybody weapon, spread it out, but any weapon goes. Yeah, that's that's what I like to call a free fire zone. That, that's why we're like, let's get out of here. Let's go hunt big rapids. Got into a little some deer, uh, not yeah. anything, not any big. I saw, I saw a buck, a couple does, but nothing nothing crazy yet. So I know, Mark, you. Uh, you were out. Didn't you just have almost shoot a buck? Yeah, were you, you just uh, out? You've been flexing pretty hard. I know, sending us pictures no. of bucks and like. No, my dad. I, 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 I want to hear. I want to hear about it now. M four M yeah M seventy seven property <laughs> produces. I'm totally jealous, by the way. Yeah, that's the only. This all. That's this all we. That's it. all we have to throw back. At I've me. hunted lighter this year than I think I ever have before. I have had. If you count a morning and a night as a day of hunting, I have hunted two days since opening weekend. Wow. Um, Are you banking it for the, the rut? Or? I am taking my rutcation starting Wednesday evening. Oh, you dog. Mm. So that's a, I'm gonna a good time to do s- it. Spend a handful of days up at the cottage by myself and uh, just grind it out. There's a couple spots that... Wait, what? Andy's a... going to hunt. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's going to grind it out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gross, yeah. Uh, 
No, there's a couple spots that just after last year, I, I can honestly say I way overhunted the property. Um, I've been there. I learned, I learned a lot, you know, it was like, I wanted to see every nook and cranny and just figure out how stuff was working. Um, I figured out where a couple sanctuary areas are. Um, I actually had my dad set there on Saturday morning. I took an opportunity to do a upland hunt with a friend. Um, who's kind of been helping to mentor me and my dog a little bit. Oh, very cool. And I was like, here's a stand. Take it easy on the way in. Be careful getting out. And he had what, and this is kind of a funny story that I won't go too in depth with. Started out as a doe that came in and bedded down in front of him. And then he finally got, I think his, he forgot his binoculars, but got his rangefinder on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, sending me texts. I'm, I'm grouse hunting with a friend right. and it's like, no, that's not a doe. It's got antlers. And then I'm like, how big He's like, I don't think it's a shooter. And then I get a text. He's like, no, it's definitely a shooter. <laughs> like, well, how, how big this is 65 yards is what he's ranging it at. That's he's a poke. Like, how big he goes. I can't really make out its antlers well where it's sitting, but I can see its nose and it looks like the nose of a four and a half year old buck. Ah, the and old nose aging. The nose, I nose know. man. How, he's like, it just looks boxy and big. Um, I just, I can't get a good visual on it. I'm pretty sure it's a mature buck. And what I've seen, I mean, historically, I've only had a year of, uh, you know, data from the property. But this little hemlock grove that sits down in this creek bottom is just a spot that the mature buck claims. And he literally intercepts does moving from the different bedding areas they have to come through this one funnel there's a big embankment so he just beds no there and waits no way like to get there <laughs> other other than other than past him and literally last rifle season uh day two that's where i was and five does came in all of a sudden he started dogging them and he pushed them back out to the ridge stopped on that ridge like i'm not going any further than this and that's when i shot him that's right. So, yeah, that was right. I, ah. I, I think there. It's just kind of the whoever's got the rank, kind of king of the hill, that, really. Mm. Yeah, stakes that area. It's it's in a big draw, so all the wind just kind of funnels down through that area. It's really hard to hunt. You have to have a pretty decent north wind to even consider getting down in there. I hunted it on like a northwest. It was like maybe you know five eight miles an hour last year. And I was throwing my milkweed, and it was going completely the opposite direction. I hate that. that. That the wind was supposed to be going. It was just bad news. It was like, I got to get out of here. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I've just been taking it pretty darn easy. I hunted uh, Saturday night, Sunday morning. Got completely skunked on Sunday morning. And then Saturday night, I think I saw two bucks chasing a doe. Um, no significant size to either of them. Yeah. And then uh, – three does just kind of moseying their way from bedding to food in the evening. Beautiful. Um, but I, I haven't really pushed into that kind of prime stuff yet. I'm holding off for Wednesday's a great day to start too. That day is a, that's Wednesday's going to be, week. yeah, that's going to be sweet. Oh man. What is that? Is that the set? That's the ninth. You know, you know what I haven't had? No, we're not that late yet. What's do you know that? what I had? Sp- speaking of late, do you know what I haven't had yet on like a, a cold morning hunt? Hmm. cold feet you haven't had cold feet yet you haven't had a cold morning yet i know isn't that weird uh wednesday's the third hey i just got a trail camera picture of a buck walking right where i just laid it this morning it's a doe look at his antler 
That's a big doe. Okay, that's a big doe. He's that's in the probably those are, <laughs> Time out. Those are weeds. That's a doe. Okay, look at this. No, none. That's a that's doe. a big buck. You can see his balls, dude. Unreal. That's why you don't. You know what? It. We'll, you we'll put see. it up. To, put it up to vote. Here's We're gonna thing. put it up to vote. We can put it up to vote. Here's the thing, though. Jared needs glasses, and he doesn't wear them when he hunts. No, dude. I don't want to be natural. I want to be. Natural. I want to be a fair chase. There's just deer walking by. He has no idea. The only way you see deer is when the wind. The, there's no wind. The leaves are crunchy, so you can hear them coming. Otherwise, you'd have no idea. You're blind as a bat. No, I can see him. Unreal. I just detect motion. You probably would have <laughs> shot a buck. I detect on the motion, island. man. You detect like a raptor or yeah. like a T Rex. <laughs> you stand perfectly Raptors, still. Dude. Jared can't see you. <laughs> 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 like a giant chicken. Yeah. <laughs> El Diablo. Uh, I feel like though I will say deer are a little bit that way. I feel like you can be if you're not moving, you can deer can walk right. Deer will walk right past you if you're not moving. Like when I shot that that buck. I mean, he was 35 yards, so he's not close, but I was literally standing, just standing wide, like in the wide open. He had, he didn't even flinch, didn't look up, didn't notice me, would have kept walking, wasn't even a thing. Yeah, the only thing they're accustomed to are hikers in the I summertime. Th- I think they can't see detail or color, so they just assume, like especially in the woods, if you're a certain distance away and you're just not moving, brush. Yeah, I can see that. Especially, it's just like I'm poked up. I got my bow in front of me. I feel like if I would have been moving, he would have been gone. He wanted to know if you had an apple on you. He's like, hey, man, <laughs> you got any of those granola bars? Those hikers hey, are always giving me. Hey, girl. That's why hung, I got you these. hungry? That's why I got these. You hungry? That's why I got these orange <laughs> antlers. People keep feeding me weird bars. Yeah. Uh, no. They all taste like rice syrup. They really Cliff do. Cliff bars. That's you, you did have a lot of those heavy, heavy dry bars. So, anyway, so <laughs> you're, you're taking off next week. You're, you're hunting your property. Are you hunting anywhere else? Or are you just sticking right on the, uh, the property? That's the plan for now. I've still got that uh, public by permit. Oh, nice. You got your d- dirty dog. Everything mm-hmm. comes up, Mark. But, I, <laughs> but I, I haven't taken advantage of it yet. I've been up there twice to scout, um, kind of right at the start of the, the season. Yeah. Just walk, walking it with the boys, trying to get an idea of what was going on. And I had it last year, too. So I've got a pretty decent idea of uh, how to approach that. I just have to have the time. We hiked Stuff's been a while ago. Didn't we? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. It's a cool place. Stuff's just been hectic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Work's been crazy. Family life's been crazy. Got a dog I'm trying to train. It's a busy time. He got you some birds the other day, though. Uh, he got us some birds. We didn't do him any favors. You're going to ruin them. Had... Oh, I know. I'm totally going to ruin them. <laughs> well, we made the mistake of going by historical weekends to go woodcock and grouse hunting mm. happened to check the regs the night before we went and uh they closed woodcock season early this year oh so you we had i that. think i think about 25 woodcock points and flushes oh, uh and we had you know, maybe, awesome. a, maybe a handful like five or eight grouse and the grouse like they held relatively tight but they're just tough birds, man. And we were we were on some private property of my friends that it's so thick that they flush and they stay low. Yeah, it's it's darn near impossible. I mean, they pretty much have to fly right in front of you, and when they do that, it's such a fast swing that getting any lead in them is next to impossible. So we pulled the trigger a few times, and dogs got to work hard. So do you uh, 
Do you, when's the, when does grouse season end? The 14th closes just prior to rifle and then it opens back up on, uh, December 1st through the end of the month. Okay. Maybe they'll do, I've got a good grouse spot, uh, kind of behind the graveyard. I don't know after the, uh, after they clear cut it, if it's going to ruin it, but back, back in there, I see, mm. always see a ton of grouse. That'd be tough um, too. That's thick, you know, but yeah. yeah, it's, it's right by where you usually go, right? Don't you go in, uh, up north kind of by vr yep yep yeah yeah for sure we weren't we weren't far from there at all this past weekend nice yeah good yeah and he got to track his first uh uh uncertain shot deer uh really? on sun on sunday too and uh it was probably my proudest moment of being a new dog dad um we, we did end up recovering the buck but it was a neighbor to our property and there was a shoulder hit with a crossbow and got a couple inches, maybe a penetration mm. through That's, the shoulder. Jared blade. knows how that goes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They call that pulling a Jared. Two, yeah, exactly. <laughs> One ass. <laughs> Two, three inches. Yeah. That's yeah. your classic Jared. Yeah. Uh, very minimal blood, Yeah. but they were pretty, pretty certain it was going to be fatal. And I was like, Hey, you know, he's, he's got on a couple of tracks now. Let's give it a try. And I told them not to tell me where they had tracked it to, just show me where the start point was. And we tracked, I don't know, five, 600 yards through all kinds of thick stuff, you know, left and right hairpin turns. And he, he stuck to it every bit of the way. We stopped at last blood. And I'm like, what do you guys think? I mean, he's a puppy. I don't want to screw this up for you. Do you want to let him run it and see what happens? Um, or do you want to hold off? And they're like, based on what we just saw, go. Yeah, cool. So, you know, I had the dog on a 20-foot lead, and he just went, man. He drug me through two marshes that were up above my knees. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm at this point, like, there is no way that this dog is on this actual deer. Sure, right. Like, at what point are you like, no, nah, he's just running around. He's on a hot deer run or something. We haven't seen blood in, I don't know probably again five six hundred yards at this point and i kid you not we came out of this marsh on the far side he was swimming at two points <laughs> we came out of this marsh on the far side in this little um oak flat and there is a pile of blood where the deer stood after yeah. after crossing that whole thing wow that's sweet you're doing it dude that's it was, good to dude, know it was it it was crazy just and smoke the on the water started, dude <sighs> Then the rain started coming down and he Always took rains. like three, three different cracks at following these trails and he'd get, you know, probably 50 to hundred yards down each one of them and just stop and look at me like, uh, uh-uh, this is, this isn't him. And we'd go back and we'd try another one. And we did that for maybe 45 minutes and there was so much water on the ground. It was so wet that I was like, I'm sorry, dudes. I was it a buck. I, yeah. Yeah. Probably just said like two and a half year old, eight point. Shoot. Um, yeah, just trying to be neighborly and get him some more experience. So it's pretty That's cool. That's awesome. That's a cool do, story. Do some some upland hunting with him on Saturday, and then have him be like totally on his game when it comes to tracking a deer the next day. I'm gonna. I've always thought that the people who hold or have hounds that can blood track like that. That's a, that's cool. You get to go and track deer with people. Yeah. Like that's one of the best things I would love doing like in deer camp. 
tracking. I love tracking. When someone come, would uh, come back in and be like, dude, I got one. Let's go tracking. I love I love yeah. that. Like, you get to do that. If, I mean, if you decide to do that with more and more people, like you get to right. experience that with everybody. That's cool. A few of the guys that have helped to mentor me into this have said they're like, I enjoy this more than I do hunting myself now. It's like really? seeing the reward that I can bring someone else for helping to recover a deer that they maybe didn't sleep the night before. Right. Because of, you know, thought it was a loss or they had mortally wounded this animal and uh, weren't going to be able to recover it. It's a pretty cool feeling. So we were almost there. Next time we'll get them. That's good to know because cool. I plan on uh, shooting a few more. <laughs> Got shooting a few and more. Need, yeah, I, was I was gonna, gonna say, say really you never know where let those yourself off go. that cliff, sir. Uh, <laughs> well, give us a call. I already awesome. missed once, but I did connect this time. Good job, Jimmy. I uh, I was we were talking about this. I was gonna, about to be tagged out. Would have been really cool to <laughs> yeah. be freaking tagged out. But instead, I had to send it. I don't know if we ever talked about that on the podcast, but a couple weeks ago, first actually opening we night, did. we talked about it. I sent one over. We talked about. It. A big eight point with my recurve. It's crushed, in the past, man. Crushed me in Too the, bad. right in the soul. The grief bone. Hit me right in the grief bone. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're starting next. You said next Wednesday or this coming Wednesday? Probably head up Wednesday evening, hunt Thursday through Sunday. Okay. See how things are going. Perfect. Yeah, that's when I will be also hitting the woods again. So we expect Is you. Is that the plan? That's the plan. I will be doing a lot of hunting in the next little bit. Good. Get I expect on a, get to be deer. getting pictures from both of you. Or well, just be like, hey, Jared, let's go blood trail. Not taking rutcations. You're not. not. Totally jealous. So keep me up to date on all of that. <laughs> all right, guys. Um, let's end it here. Uh, when we get back together again, hopefully Mark's got big stories about his uh, trophy buck that he's taken off the M77 property. <laughs> you too, man. Keep me up to date. Cool. All right, man. We will talk to you soon. Adios. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate it. If you want to go on to any kind of social media platform, give us a like, share, subscribe. You know, it really helps us out. keeps the train rolling. And if you guys really like what you're listening here, give us a five-star Either way, if, even if you don't like it. Even if you don't like review. it. Five stars. That'd helps cool. everyone out. We'll see you out there.